1: To find out how ugly mankind can really be, myself and the clique are gonna dance all over your face. Talk about your psalms. Talk about John 3:16. Austin 3:16 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome um, everyone to the Gold Holly Classic. Review reviewers, the other cult lads, are getting ready for a chip de landing. Money in the bank. We are here via our Icon Pro Power DeLorean. Back then in 1996, where things used to be shit, but they're less shit now. Who be we? I be <laughs> Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio. And joining me on the other end of the tin can string from his new layer deep in the northwest of England. It is the mulligan to my O'Hare, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. Jackie, how you doing? Hello, hello, Thomas. Hello, hello. This is the new normal now. We are back it's... in lockdown there has been another COVID. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually dead. He does. Uh, so, so we do this from the afterlife now. Yeah. Fiber optic is... on the afterlife is amazing. This is what purgatory looks like. It's just white walls and one plant. A... <laughs> what happens is you, you leave off to the right and then you come back and <laughs> nothing's changed. Like you're just constantly in a slew, <laughs> like, like the ghosts from Pac-Man. That is... <laughs> that is your life now uh in case you missed it like we we haven't been we have actually haven't been together for in the biblical sense for well over a month now uh, we recorded a whole bunch of episodes before jackie orlando made the very selfish decision to move his life closer to his friends and loved ones and family uh but how has how has life been now that you are back amongst your people jackie orlando uh tiring i've been very busy <laughs> <laughs> took two weeks off, you know,
0: Maybe might as well take some time off because I never do. Um, I've just been running around, got to the footy, Eurovision happened. Mm. Um, I-, I moved back because my parents are getting old and a bit crap and in the, what, five weeks we've been back, I think I've seen them once. So. <laughs> <laughs> the plan worked beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them at arm's length. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's been very good. We've got some nice weather because it's May going on to June, uh, the cats are settled, the house is nice, uh, been watching a lot of music,
1: documentaries, the usual. That's good. That's I like to hear it now, because if you're, if you're a Patreon with us, uh, patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic, you'll see that uh, today I am in the isolation station, as it was known back then, uh, which is the spare room. You sadly just missed Pablo, oh, Pablo. Uh, because he was literally having a little snooze on this bed. This is his room, basically. Yeah um uh, my sister-in-law came to stay on the weekend and he was livid like why didn't you clear it with me that somebody was staying in my room dad <laughs> furious uh so he was asleep on here and just as I was about to hit record he went i'll be off then I was like you yeah. could have stayed he's like no bye so he's gone um but uh, this is the so sometimes i will be here sometimes i'll be at the office uh but i'm pretty sure what we're looking at now is the the focus the focal point the office area of Jackie Orlando
0: It isn't, no, no. No. The the only snag we had when moving in was my desk was too big to go upstairs. So I'm currently in what will be our dining room. For example, there's Louie in the corner. There's a wild Louie. Oh, bless him. So I've called in a favor. Someone's coming around on Thursday to saw the legs off my desk, take it upstairs, fix it. And then, yeah. Because my plans for like, we moved and I had two weeks off and I thought in that two weeks, I'll get my office sorted. And that's the one room that's not been done. It's a bomb site. So, <laughs>
1: well, true. I was I was gonna suggest that we run a, a, a competition on the mailbag to name the plant behind you. But since the plant will not be a recurring character in the classic Raw Review multiverse, then fuck it. There's no point. <laughs> he's called uh, he's called the Big Cheese. Cause... The Big Cheese. He got a name already. The Big yeah. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why is he called the Big Cheese?
0: Well, this is a. Uh... A monstera, otherwise, like some varieties of it are called a
1: cheese plant because of the holes, and Ah, because this one's big, big cheese. It's the big cheese. Therefore, we don't need to name the Big Cheese, and the Big Cheese has a name. Well, it's lovely to meet the Big Cheese. Uh, so, whilst we are apart, we are still together in 1996. Uh, in a moment, Jackie Orlando is going to talk us through this week's uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter ahead of us going into Monday Night Raw, the night after SummerSlam 1996. few notes from this day in history coming up as well. But before that, we haven't dipped into the mailbag in a while. Oof, oof. We've had some classic war review postage by the the power of the internet. Uh, Classic at cultaholic.com, if you'd like to send thoughts, concerns, questions to uh, Jack, Orlando and myself. Uh, This comes from Andrew Curry and he says, is there such thing as a jolly scouser? I'm having a (laughs) pseudo argument about what accent someone should use in a DnD game for a nobleman who runs a small idyllic city and is a good, humble, fair, just and jolly man. The other option is they have a Birmingham accident. By the time you read this, it doesn't matter, but I wanted to ask the source of all things Scouts.
0: Well, I, I think a few years back, the Scouts accent was voted both the most, I think the friendly and most welcoming accent in the UK, but also the least trustworthy. So
1: <laughs>
0: a lot of that is due to old prejudices from the 80s, but it's it's a pretty friendly city. Like I said, we just had Eurovision and I popped into town on the Friday thinking it wouldn't be too manic and it was... Just sequins and it was mental, but there was a really nice atmosphere. It was busy, but it didn't feel like anyone was about to, you know, batter someone.
1: So it was, it was quite nice. Yeah. I bet the energy was lovely. I just see nothing yeah. but love coming out of Liverpool from that whole Eurovision week. Yeah, Finland were robbed. Um, but apart <laughs>
0: from that, it was. I really got into it this year, like watching the qualifiers with Sean and taking notes and deciding who our favourites were and who would who would do well. But uh, yeah, Belgium was my favourite, but Finland should have won.
1: Uh, Sweden was great, but I think the whole thing in the build up to it was, hey, Sweden could could run Eurovision. They could be the location for Eurovision, the 50th anniversary of ABBA's Waterloo. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, who could even get them back together? Oh, Sweden won the next day. ABBA go, we're <laughs> getting back together. Fuck off. <laughs> and in Biora just Shit. like we're minted we don't <laughs> yeah. need this we have bags of money and we don't need to get back together but could you do it for us no no we couldn't and I, I've always I've always enjoyed the energy of Aber in that regard where they just go no we're good We've, we've got money we don't really massively like hanging out with everybody at the same time so <laughs> we're just gonna chill it's fine with us yeah <laughs> and yeah. I like that energy to the point where they are going. look can we make some holograms of you yeah sure <laughs> we'll get together for a day and then we'll just make money every time people go that's fine
0: I I, I got in trouble um because when those ABBA holograms were released I just went oh and
1: still fit and Sean just went you can shut up <laughs> <laughs> how dare you fancy a hologrammatic woman <laughs> and, and shortly afterwards Jackins was banned from the ABBA <laughs> the ABBA exhibit uh, G- thank you Andrew Gus McQueen says hi Jackie Orlando and the nicest man in Britain I think he's speaking to you both twice um I'm listening to as Jackins puts it the nasal health hours <laughs> during episode 117 I'm certainly not a medical professional you put yourself down but it sounds like Jackins might have sleep apnea I had very similar symptoms to him and got diagnosed with it last year. Mm. I've got a CPAP machine and I've been getting some of the best sleep of my life, while also not sawing logs so badly that the city started to worry about the deforestation. That was my wife's favourite part. <laughs> I figure I should probably ask a question here too. What's your favourite dinosaur? Mine is an Ankylosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it is apnea. One of my mates has
0: got sleep apnea and it's really bad, but I, I sleep perfectly. Most yeah. of the time, and I don't really know. It's just I've actually got a clear nose now, but it just blocks. I just think it's some kind of sinusitis. Um, Got to get in with the doctors. Here we go, kids. Yes. Favourite dinosaur. I like a stegosaurus. It's very metal. It's got a mace for a tail.
1: It's got all big plates on its
0: back. It could bad up any other dinosaur. Let's go stegosaurus like
1: it. I'm going to go with the um. Was he called? The gigantosaurus, which was the one that was bigger than the T-Rex. And they just let the T-Rex just get all the press of being like the ultimate dinosaur. He just hung back and went, yeah, hmm. cool story, bro. I'm fucking 10 times the size of you. Yeah. So I like having all the power in the world, but the humility to not use it. <laughs> Tom Campbell. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da>. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Andrew. It's classic at com. If you'd like to send us a message as well on this particular day. Oh, day... I was going to
0: say, just before we jump in, I'd oh, like oh. to... um give a shout out on twitter to com show who had found the hooks the nacho man pre-show from wrestlemania mm. uh, offered to upload it for us but i think there'd be so many copyright issues around that he <laughs>
1: that politely declined i think we're, we're so far down the line as well um we appreciate it but um we do also know when you getting in trouble with the yeah. youtube gods and goddesses It'd be a messy business, but thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Um, we do get lots of random love in all places. For example, you've reminded me now I had a message on Instagram, which I am hurriedly checking now. <laughs> um, in my requests from Jamie Dick, who says, Hi, Tom, I saw this shopping. It looks like Davy Boy scored a brand deal with Bisto. And there are certain shops that are selling uh Bisto that says ah Gravy King. <laughs> gravy King Bisto he said the big He's at the big time <laughs> I'm, I'm on the gravy train now hey! <laughs> I didn't target. know I didn't know how it would work being viscous but somehow it has achieved locomotion <laughs> uh Mrs Smith we found your husband again at uh Manchester Piccadilly he's uh <laughs> he sat on the train tracks covered in granules oh not again we're, David we're, not again wearing a 1918 massive train driver's hat and a pair of dungarees Diana I've done it no Dave we've told you this isn't how it works I'm still very attractive Dave I know wife don't know why you needed to say that bit weird just this guy is doing an impression of me and it popped into his mind in the year 2023 yeah right good that Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> this is the conversation they had in 1997. <laughs> A year before this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, which takes us back way back uh, to August 19th, 1996. Number one in the US movie world is Independence Day still. Gotta fuck the millions and keep them away from America. Uh, Jack <laughs> is the number one movie in the UK. Mm. Did we talk about Jack Lester, we, Yes, we have talked about Jack, yeah. We have talked about Jack. A cracker. Oh. Oh, my speakers went off. Hang on, bear with. I thought that was me for a minute. I was like, oh, I have finally died. (laughs) Are we back? We're back. Okay, we're cool. That was exciting. Bit of a random noise that happened there. (laughs) It's just wobbly cable I had between my trousers. Um, Not that one. Uh, So yeah, so Jack number one movie in the UK, still number one in the US is Macarena. Number one in the UK in the music charts is Wannabe, no change. No. across the board there uh what is happening in the wrestling observer though uh there's oof.
0: there's quite a bit in dave's pamphlet this week uh this is the wrestling observer newsletter dated august 26 1996. so the we always main... do a
1: week ahead just so people know because it was yeah. as fast moving as it was back then so we tend to get quite a few little bits of good info the yeah. week after it's happened
0: because the the way dave releases them is he'll release it on the friday but he'll date it for the following Monday. Mm. So this is the 26th, but would have came out on what the 20 23rd. There we go. 23rd, yeah. quick maths. Uh... Maths. <laughs> so the main news coming from the WWF is the World West uh, hmm. World Wrestling. Oh, it's changed. <laughs> World
1: Wrestling. Is Jonathan Ross into... running a promotion?
0: Turned into Elmer
1: Fudd. <laughs> 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 I'm hiding wrestlers.
0: The, uh, the WWF, as it's known, it's considering adding a weekly Saturday night pay-per-view show according to several sources within the company and an independent trade journal report. The experimental one-hour show would be done live every Saturday night in New York City starting at midnight. So this, to me, sounds like the bones of Shotgun Saturday Night. Mm. Um, so the way it's being pitched here in this initial primordial phase, the show would be heavily aimed at the adult audience. Where which most take to meaning a more risqué, ECW-like television product. Because of that, may mean the show would be shown on the West Coast at midnight rather than live. The show has been proposed to both request and viewer's choice within the past week, and reports are that neither company was leaning towards accepting the proposal. <laughs> oh, no which would mean the WWF, if it were to go ahead, it'd have to market the show on a cable company by company basis. And thus the total universe would be far less than it has with its current pay-per-view shows and make the idea that much more of a financial risk. I forgot to edit Dave's word jumble this week. <laughs> but basically they, they were seeing that, do we see beating them badly in the adult market? We always say, you know, of, um, the age brackets that they try and get, they want to show it up in was it the eighteen to twenty six range and all that kind of malarkey. So they thought, okay, we'll do a risky show, ten dollars a show, weekly pay per view. Let's see if people will tune in. You might see, you might
1: see a vulva, um, <laughs> Christ, or or a different type of car. Yes, you might see a <laughs>
0: Renault Megane. Uh, <laughs> But one of the difficulties that Dave's saying here is that the New York market has like, really tightened the sporting commission. There was a recent riot in Madison Square Garden after a Riddick Bowe boxing match, and the commission's just gone like, right, any kind of combat sport, whether it's like actual boxing or wrestling itself, we've got to tighten down. At a recent ECW show in August 96 at the time of um, publication, ECW was told there could be no fighting outside the guardrails. The foul language used on an occasion or two wouldn't be cause for disciplinary action, but repeated use would be. And that any blading would result in the promotion being banned from New York. So they are tightening the grip. Um so yeah, from what I'm reading, this this feels like the genesis of shotgun Saturday night. And as we know, um that little that little engine that could from Philadelphia
1: will start to make some noise in in WWF very soon. Oh, how exciting! I mean, the the arrival of ECW is one that genuinely gives the wrestling industry in North America like a, a bolt up the arse, really. Yeah, so much good that comes from wrestling, even today. Uh, it was in its embryonic stages in Philadelphia. Oh, ECW,
0: and- I just, I, I'm a big ECW fan, and I'm excited to see prime Taz. It's not even prime Taz. It's reaching his prime Taz mm. when he was just, oh, but I digress. Just a, just a genuine uh, killer. Yeah. Like, and uh,
1: shotgun Saturday night as well. I like show that didn't re- like by the end of it, didn't really didn't really matter for much. But initially like you can watch some of those first few episodes of shotgun via the power of grainy VHS on YouTube, and I love the aesthetic. It is so different to anything else that wwe put on before yeah. or since and i would love for a return for that kind of the closest you kind of got to that energy afterwards was the early stages of nxt they don't even mm-hmm. have that anymore because nxt is a much more sort of polished larger centered production but ah oh, the sticking a wwf ring in the middle of the nightclub was amazing it feels it 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 felt like a uh, a stage from a video game like
0: what was yes the, like wWf in your house and that kind of stuff was like here's the nightclub level and I'm sure didn't they have a was it one in one of the subway stations in New York where undertaker Tombstones Triple H on the escalator and just let him bugger off
1: yes and that's a just, thing it's just cool it's
0: yeah I'd like to see a return but the logistics of it yeah probably not no probably not what else we got this week so we got we've got an Ahmed update as announced on the pay-per-view, he was hospitalized again this past week when his kidney continued bleeding. By the end of the week, he was back out of the hospital, but a continuation of the bleeding, which the surgery was supposed to stop, could result in them having to remove his kidney. So we've we've touched on this before. It's just it doesn't get much better for Ahmed Johnson in nineteen ninety six.
1: Or ninety seven or ninety eight or no. ninety nine. <laughs> no. It's so it's it's rough because we've already seen the birth and the peak of Ahmed Johnson uh, he'll yeah. never reach those lofty heights that he's had already again but Lord knows WWF will persevere with him uh but uh to to quote the new generation podcast Lady Luck will not be on Ahmed Johnson's side Definitely for the next not, no. couple of years God God God, love him God love Ahmed Johnson
0: <laughs> uh we've got some more news on the WWF WCW lawsuit trademark mm-hmm. uh which was a lawsuit for trademark infringement here we <laughs> go um, it was scheduled to take place, you know, this this week in August of 96, but a settlement between the two sides on that aspect took place before the hearing. In a consent order signed by both sides, WCW agreed to not have any employees or independent contractors who work for the company call Scott Hall, Razor Ramone, or the bad guy. Kevin Nash will never be called Diesel or Big Daddy Cool. Uh, WCW is not allowed to state that either Hall or Nash currently work for the WWF. Uh, but as Dave's put here, since WCW wasn't about to do any of that anyway, it appeared to be pretty much an amicable deal. There is allegedly heat within WCW because WWF was able to find out about inter-office memos sent when Hall and Nash first started working there, um, which will no doubt be used by tightening the lawsuit aspect of the case. WWF is still bringing the lawsuit forward, asking for damages from WCW for trademark infringement and unfair
1: competitive practices with no date set as of yet for the jury trial. Right. So this will be I mean, they'll never they'll they'll never lean on those copyrights of the WWF, they'll never need to no, because the, the the angle is so hot and so cool that they have and they've done it without naming them. Yeah. And uh, even when they even when they had to do that bit of the Great American Bash, which Sam Driver and I watched recently, where they had to very explicitly say they are not from the WWF and they are not here to invade. It's still a cool angle like they, yeah. they, they they do that and they move on and I imagine Vince is quite annoyed He'll go, oh God I thought that would kill all the momentum it's like <laughs> no people still really like them
0: yeah they got that initial seed out of an invasion and that was enough mm. like they could have said afterwards "Oh, all wrestlers fake and Eric Bischoff has written that but people be like don't care it's still quite cool <laughs> um talking of NWO and other legal nonsense uh, the situation regarding Shaw Waltman seems to have wound up with the one-two-three kid temporarily locked up as a pawn between the two warring sides. Mm. Apparently, WWF agreed to give Waltman a release from his contract, and he'd reached a deal with WCW and was going to debut on August 10th as the fourth member of the NWO. However, before signing the release, Titan insisted not only the name One Two Three Kid, but mannerisms, dress, and look of the character that they claimed as intellectual property. Uh, and since it wasn't settled and still isn't settled, he's tied up basically. So they said, You can't be called one two three kid and you can't
1: look like him. It's like, fine, I'll be six and I'll grow a beard. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just basically waiting to grow his beard before mm-hmm. he comes in. <laughs> So, you, Sean you can't. You've got hands. You can't wrestle with hands. Oh, <laughs> he, he just puts a fake hand on. And he's like, a- <laughs> I've got this <laughs> fake hand. will Like, yeah, <laughs> you're a fake hand in the mid card is what you say. saying. Oh. oh,
0: he's done it. So, Sean Waltman did a prologue interview with Bob Ryder, um, saying as much. He's like, he's believed that he had become a pawn in the lawsuit. Uh, WF and WCW have been carefully scrutinizing the WCW Hot Life veiled mentions of the 123 Kid, because since Waltman hasn't technically been released, if there are any mentions, WWF could use it as lawsuit ammunition.
1: So how soon will it be then to, to, until we see Sean Waltman with beard as part beard. of the row? It, it doesn't say. It doesn't say here that
0: everyone's being very cagey because... They are rattling cages. Um <laughs> people want to talk about the supposed WWE versus AEW war, but that's just more of a friendly rivalry, I'd say, compared to this, especially where Eric Bischoff hasn't even gone on TV yet, saying he wants to punch Vince Vince McMahon in the throat, has he? So (laughs) that is yet to come. And boy, am I excited for it. I I can't wait to listen to that because I love that stuff. It's just everybody's like, hey, Vince McMahon, I could literally kick your head.
1: (laughs) It's like, yes, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) To which Vince says, I don't think Vince even replies, does he? He'll wait and reply in 20 years time. We're putting him in a bin.
0: Yeah, rubbish him.
1: (laughs) So, a couple more little bits. We've got one more WWF bit,
0: uh, a bollocks bit, and some WCW news. So, stay listening, kids. So, this week's Raw opened with tryout matches. Rick Titan, brackets Big Titan from War, got a tryout beating Frank Stiletto. According to Dave, Titan didn't look good, but Stiletto looked good enough that they brought him back later for a tryout match. So, (laughs) we will get to know
1: Rick Titan under a different guise very soon. I love when you get these uh drop these tryout matches and you think the one's going to be the star and then it's the other um obviously them going oh Frank Saletta look really good oh, we'll go with Rick Titan uh, it was um <laughs> the other week on the classic Smackdown review before an episode of Raw there was a tag team title match for the OVW tag titles and it was Rico and prototype aka John Cena <laughs> versus Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar to which Dave Meltzer went Rico looks ready to go in the main event. <laughs> and Rico looks ready to ready for a call up. Bloody hell. <laughs> Rico, he's the one.
0: It's it's not even the fact that Cena would be the biggest star. It's just looking at the embarrassment of riches and the other team of Shelton, Benjamin, and Brock Lesnar. <laughs>
1: embarrassment of Riches.
0: <laughs> but Rick Titan wasn't the only person who got a, a tryout match this week. Flex Cavana got a second look, and yes! he's already under contract. Yes! He, he beat David Haskins, and we'll we'll also meet Flex Cavana very soon.
1: And bloody hell, he'll make a splash. Oh my gosh. Did he so I knew that like he had a tryout a few weeks ago and they I think in, in the observers, like somebody called, you know clive johnson or something he's the son mm. of he's son sort of rocky johnson he looked all right so was he the was he i presume he was flex cavana here was yeah, Dway- this is dwayne the rock johnson's first wrestling persona flex cavana
0: yeah because it, it was actually i think it was a couple of months back such as you know time as a contract of human perception um, that he got signed but he got sent to uswa so he's been in uswa you know honing his chops getting to know the ins and out of wrestling but uh, Flex Cavana will be will be here soon.
1: Yes, how exciting. I, I love it. I, I, I love when these little bits of history come through and they go, oh, he's all right. Like, I, a, a trans a as trans, transcendental, a generational talent. Uh, a, li- a little
0: addendum um, on the news, the monthly news podcast, which I used to appear on. I once said that WWE knows best,
1: <laughs> which,
0: <laughs> which Fraser Porter takes the piss out of me for. And I left myself wide open for that. But I meant it in the terms of, look at Roman Reigns, look at Flex Cavana. Everyone just went, they're shit. And Vince McMahon was like, no, trust me, they're going to be huge. That's what I mean by that. I don't mean it in literally
1: any other meaning, but in terms of when they pick someone, usually they know what they're doing. They're kind of, it's, it's do you know, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not a million percent wrong, right? Because Vince will go, like, both with Rocky and with Roman and with Cena, they went, they're the guy, I'll do this. And they all got booed. And it took a somewhat organic, mainly organic heel turn for them to catch on. Mm -hmm. So like kind of like Vince, you're kind of you're mainly responsible, but there's an element of it in which you're it's your your hubris that has been the downfall of them and and that has led to their rise, essentially, when you've meddled too much. Like they've kicked back against it, and you've diverted course, and you can't really sit there and go, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> you you wanted them to be like the number one super baby face and they just weren't biting. It was, and it was when you eventually your arm was forced, and they became these incredible, iconic heel personas. Mm. You know, but he's good at making a face to an extent. Yeah, even talking better at accidentally making a heel.
0: Talking of great accidental heels. Um. <laughs> I've only put this in because this is the type of wrestling bollocks that I like, and there's not enough of this anymore. So in the USWA, Coco Beware won a battle royal to win a truck, which he's putting (laughs) up this week against (laughs) Jerry Lawler's car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is my favorite multi-person truck-based competition outside of the Channel 5 show... Uh, Hosted by Delwinton, Touch the Truck. (laughs) Oh, God, I forgot about that. Remember remember, remember Touch the Truck? Yeah. (laughs) Live stream of 20 people with their hand on a truck. Whoever hand came off, they lost. And whoever's hand was at the end, they won the truck.
0: Yeah. I mean, where the rules against it? Because if it was me, I'd just take like a running jump and just like spread eagle on the booth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) Just lie there for hours. Yeah. I think you had to stay standing. I think you had to be stood up. Mm. With a hand on the truck all the way through, mm. I think I'm waiting for Mr. Beast to do that again. Mind you, he's done it. I think he had to put your hand on a plane and win a plane. Wow, I think he did. But I, I, so Coco, beware, as the new proud owner of a truck, and he's putting it up uh, this week against Jerry Lawler's car. So... so would it be the whoever wins gets both, or will the one get destroyed? Or... I don't <laughs> That's know. the question. I, I assume both, but you can't really do that
0: these days you could do it in obviously in smaller promotions like USWA and you could do it in you know 80s NWA and stuff but now where it's just like ah oh, Becky Lynch you you earn 10 million quid a year I'll have a match for this Vespa and she's like I don't care
1: <laughs> I could buy eight it's fine <laughs> I think that's the issue is that whenever you do prizes for tat and and fines it Ooh. really doesn't mean anything in like WWE or AEW we find you $1, for a $1000 fine yeah, do great. The Kevin Nash storyline where he got fined for every time he did a power bomb and he's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna power bomb everybody. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Until they went, ah, forget it. <laughs> we can't enforce this. Well, talking of
0: WCW and enforcing, um, super super, super, <laughs> K- <laughs> you can do super it Super K-Lo is scheduled to work TV tapings leading up to their next pay-per-view. But more interestingly, Hooventude Guerrera, probably under a new ring name, is expected in October. Mm. So this is early Hooventude before his ego
1: swallowed him whole. <laughs> so this will be I, I a think fun run. It will be a fun run for him. Um, not a fun run, because that's something you do for charity in the UK. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Come on, all the Hooventude Guerrera fun run. <laughs> Dear boy Smith, you're doing the fun run our me, not good. <laughs> Can I do a fun <laughs> walk? can i do a disgruntled amble <laughs> come join me dave boy smith for the disgruntled amble we Ooh. will mutter under our breath and and drag our heels over to the new woolworths that's opened in town <laughs> when we get there we'll g- give the uh, the charity uh badges a uh, clause for badges a check for 55 pounds <laughs> local radio <laughs> presenter dicky droplets will be there to to present us with the trophy
0: dicky droplet that's horrible
1: <laughs> dicky droplet uh who's uh the local presenter for uh, western team uh wake up with wake up with droplets <laughs> <laughs> He's it's show. wake up with droplets horrible oh, horrible and i do find a dicky droplet oh, it's me dicky droplets <laughs> we're off to that we're off to david boy smith's disgruntled amble to present a check for claws for badgers <laughs> wake up with droplets Boo, boo, boo on your radio <laughs> Next up, bit of level (laughs) forty-two. Yeah, I hate my life. Here's level (laughs) forty-two. Waking up with droplets, droplets, droplets. (laughs) Dicky droplets. Everyone's new hero. That's that's everything from Dicky droplets (laughs) and the (laughs) rest of the (laughs) News. From that, we take uh, a disgruntled Amble (laughs) over to WWF Superstars. Oh, just I like to watch the the proceed the, the the episode of superstars before the episode of Raw that we're about to watch because what I've noticed what I noticed a while back is there'll be some storyline bits that we might not see and some characters that debut that we might not see either so mm. I always cast my eye over superstars just to see if anything interesting that's happened I can tell you uh, it was Vince McMahon Mr Perfect and Jim Ross on commentary for this one so it's nice to hear Vince's voice this week we don't otherwise um mm. on the show The Undertaker beats who um Aldo Montoya <laughs> sadly not it is indeed Jim Nighthawk. Oh. Uh, Jim Nighthawk jumps him uh, at the start of the match but within a minute he's eating a tombstone cheers for jumping, <laughs> Jim uh, Uncle Zebra had a match he teamed with Justin Hawke Bradshaw on Superstars they lost to Savio Vega and Freddie Joe Floyd oh okay there you go that weird racist ever getting pinned uh Crush beats Aldo Montoya via submission so that's well, nice. I knew
0: Aldo was going to have to eat a loss somewhere on Superstars. Yeah, Full Nelson yeah. to
1: Full Nelson from Crush is the new finish, and uh, mm. Aldo taps out. Uh, Mankind beats Billy Two Eagles, the, the the lesser known Native American gimmick from the World Wrestling Federation's history. Uh, but yeah. he's just he's there as a jobber to the stars. Uh, and in the main event of Superstars, Mark Mero beats Steve Austin by DQ. Uh, mm. During the match, Mankind turns up at ringside, stalking Sable and calling her mummy which makes sable cry oh she's a she's a delicate flower as our Sable. she's a soda yeah wait till those when Brock Lesnar finds out fucking. Oh, yeah, no. uh so that was Superstars I believe that the the sable stuff will come back round again I think that's a little storyline thing that we drop in for down the road yeah we'll keep tabs mm-hmm. on it uh on to Monday Night it is the night after SummerSlam did The Undertaker expire last night in the boiler room no he left the boiler room quite clearly. Uh, black and white photo <laughs> recap of the boiler room brawl. And the moment that Paul Bearer turned on The Undertaker is our cold open for Monday Night Raw. And do you know what? You know it's going to be a good night because we get the opening and then we hear the British Bulldogs music. Yes! I actually said out loud, I just went, oh, get in. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> There's Bulldog. What a treat. But where? What's this? A young, fresh faced Kevin Kelly. Is sat on commentary between Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, a uh, radio DJ Kevin Kelly, who's been uh, who's been doing some backstagey bits and pieces, yeah. playing with the big boys now. What's the story here, Jack? So according to Dave,
0: he says Vince McMahon didn't announce Raw on the first show of the new tapings that aired live on August nineteenth, with the threesome of Kevin Kelly, Jim Ross, and Jerry Lawler handling the show with no mention of Vince not being there. Uh, apparently, Vince has talked for months about giving up his announcing duties. Fingers crossed. And- <laughs> Spending, spending more time working with talent at the tapings. When Kelly was originally brought in, it was with the idea that he was being groomed to host superstars. Apparently Vince was at least talking of giving up the raw duties as well and concentrate more on producing all the television shows. Kelly has been really impressive in the short time he's been in WWF.
1: I never saw him as a like the host of a show a la a Todd Pettingill, but as a commentator, as a play-by-play guy, he is mm. one of the finest Yeah, that ever well, did do it.
0: I know Attitude Era, he'd mainly be backstage announcer, but didn't, mm. he, must, he must have had a stint on Heath or Superstars or Shock. Yeah, I, right I, or I
1: seem to remember hearing him on Superstars. Yeah. I to, him, him and Tom Pritchard, I seem to remember hearing on Superstars and Metal. Mm. Um, oh, Metal? Yeah, and Jacked. <laughs> jacked. I definitely remember hearing that combo, Kevin Kelly and Dr. Tom. On commentary for the for the sea shows mm. so he'll be around for a bit but he is here tonight in between a thorn between two <laughs> rose between two thorns in good old jr <laughs> and jerry the king lawler uh they run down the show for the night which includes the final four battle royal. so ahmed johnson because his kidneys keep blowing up uh is out of the picture completely uh, he was set to face the wwf champion however as a result of winning a battle royal himself the other week however because he can't compete we need a new number one contender so the final four that were in that match that weren't called ahmed johnson are having a battle royal themselves tonight it's savio it's sid it's steve austin and it's gold dust plus Shawn michaels is in non-title action against yoko zuna which should be an interesting one. There's some lots of storyline elements to the Yoko appearance, which we we're going to talk about. Uh, the opening match is indeed involving our boy, the British Bulldog. It is an intercontinental title tournament match with Bulldog versus his brother, Owen Hart. Whoa. Jerry Law is saying there's a conspiracy here that's put Bulldog and Owen one-on-one in the first round. I thought that myself, to be mm-hmm. fair. Uh, as, as the match is slowly getting underway, JR runs down in your house in Philadelphia, which will feature... Oh, oh, this, this rocked my socks, Jackie Orlando. It'll feature Shawn Michaels putting the WWF title on the line against mankind. Oh, 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 oh. mind games. games. Now, at the moment, this in your house is called School of Hard Knocks. Mm. That will change by the end of the night. Uh, It's already had quite a substantial set of changes. Do you know, Jackie Orlando, what the main event of in your house School of Hard Knocks was supposed to be? Tom Pritchard versus Aldo Montoya. <laughs> That's the main event in our hearts every week, but sadly, not at In Your House School of Hard Knocks, no. Mm. Uh, it was meant to be Shawn Michaels versus Vader again.
0: Oh, yes, because we'd spoken, we'd touched upon this on the SummerSlam. Ro- no. Retro, Retro rev- Reaction, yeah, I'll get it Branding.
1: next <laughs> <laughs> I got the memo. You did, thank you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be, yes. Yeah, so, and you, as mm. you'd said, uh, that... If I the observer and such that Sean don't want to work with Vader, no, he, he's, he's he's smelly and he hurts, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't like Vader either. Mm. Uh, so, so we're moving on to uh, Sean and mankind uh, in the new main event. Also on the show, on in your house uh, as it's called for now, School Hard Knocks. Uh, Undertaker versus Gold Dust in a final curtain match. Mm. Just now, another hardcore match to take it. I think you could just win by pinfall. Yeah everything else is yeah you, know, you have to have a lovely time uh in the match itself so we've got a match while going on while all this is being uh, explained mm-hmm. and uh, exposed and expunged um Bulldog versus Owen Hart in the first round of the Intercontinental Championship tournament this will be the, the it won't be until in 1997 where we'll see Hart family members meeting in an Intercontinental title tournament again Mm. Because we have the, we have uh, Bulldog and Brian Pillman in the IC tournament next year as well. Oh. It's just a, it's just a cursed chalice at this point. The international title in it. Bulldog, however, is beloved by this crowd. He catapults oh, yeah. Owen to the outside, gets a huge pop for doing so, but then he invites Owen back into the ring like a good sportsman. Uh, there's a sign in the crowd that says Owen Hart, the worst there is, the worst there was, the worst there ever will be. That's good banter. <laughs> Still
0: no Bret Hart yes. yet. No, but he is getting mentioned, and that's all that
1: matters, kids. It's been all bulldog power slams, gorilla presses, all owned. We're having a great day. Uh, Jr. can sense the spirit of the Undertaker in the building tonight. As he says that, we see static on the screen. Bulldog lands a running power slam. Owen gets his foot on the ropes to break the cover. Bulldog's very upset because he sees a woman that isn't Diana walking towards the ring. I think he's originally upset because he thought it was Diana, and he was worried that she was going to bollock her for not taking the bins out before he left for Raw. <laughs> uh, it is definitely, it is definitely sunny though. To which it's he. It's not breathes. my fault. It's
0: not my fault. <laughs> Tom said I could have some pogs if it if it some facts. <laughs>
1: I was going to take the bins out, but that weird man from number 12 was outside. I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> he, keep been ask- he keeps asking me about his keys. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen his keys, Diana. Why <laughs> does he keep torturing me? The bin doesn't even smell. I only changed it Wednesday. <laughs> oh it's sunny that's fine I'm not in trouble Sonny uh, Sunny heads out and she joins uh Jim Ross Jerry Lawler and Kevin Kelly on commentary uh, we come back from the break and uh, just in time to see Owen remove the turnbuckle pad and send Bulldog crashing into the exposed metal do mm. naughty boys for your friends uh, with Sonny on commentary, she turns out she's scouting Bulldog and Owen Hart, possibly offering some managerial duties to the tag team. Cornet is backstage, picture in picture, and apoplectic. He says, this is like watching your kids fight. The Camp Cornet conspiracy is this stupid tournament. He guarantees, though, that his 650-pounder will take out Shawn Michaels, hinting very blatantly that he is now back managing Yokozuna. Oh, out of nowhere, all of a sudden. Yeah, they had a very noteworthy fallout. And it feels like there's a, a either this is a a bit of a cheekiness from Jim Cornette or this is one of those let's not talk about it, let's just change it back to what it was and pretend no one noticed type yeah. things. Guess we'll find out in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh Owen applies the sharpshooter. A JR in autopilot calls it a scorpion deathlock.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that.
1: No. Yeah. Very, very clearly calls it a scorpion deathlock. Jim. Oh you're not in the dub see dub and more Bulldog makes the ropes though Bulldog powers back suplexing Owen to the outside that was great lifts him off the apron hoys him to the floor brilliant stuff Owen comes back there with a spinning wheel kick Uh, Owen chops Bulldog outside the ring and he falls into Sonny Uh, from this point the Bell sounds as Owen gets back in the ring Bulldog's been counted out and Owen advances in the tournament. Sonny is livid that Bulldog invaded her space and apparently tried to look up her skirt, the dirty boy. So she threw her drink all over Bulldog and then hid behind Jerry Lawler. Bulldog went mad, but not, I just lost my shot at becoming champion, mad. More, I forgot to empty the bins out, mad. <laughs> like, he didn't. <laughs> he just. <laughs> yeah that was the if you're watching the patreon the face that jackie Lana did was the face that bulldog did he's, he's just mildly aggrieved he's not like he's not disappointed or anything he's like oh, bollocks. <laughs> ah, bollocks okay bloody sunny thought you were dying <laughs> uh jim cornet then storms down to the ring and gets in Sonny's face to which he shouts what's the deal you little slut <laughs> he just can't help himself can he he really can't 1996 is a different beast isn't it yeah jeez uh crowd are chanting bulldog very loudly as cornet leaves oh mate I was delighted at the love for bulldog in the crowd (laughs) well yeah he's
0: I suppose in the in the eyes of the average fan he's the lesser of two evils when it comes to healness compared to little little (laughs) ratto and (laughs) heart But I mean, even if this match would have been crap, this would have been match of the night for us because it's it's Bulldog and Owen. Um, Owen. But they made each other look great. Um, They've continued the splintering of Camp Cornette. My only gripe with it was, it was a very quick count out. And who was the referee? It was Earl Hebner. Of course it's Earl.
1: In kayfabe, he's crap. He's so (laughs)
0: bad at his job.
1: And you know what? It was something I never considered until you said it a few months ago. Yeah. Where like everybody lords Earl Hebner as one of the greatest refs of all time, but he's actually shit at his job because he misses so much. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, there's, whenever they have an ending which doesn't fit the
0: preconceived rules of wrestling, it's always Earl calling the action, occasionally Tim White. That's about it. Um, but one other little thing that I liked is at the beginning of this match, even though they're both heels, Obviously, they're related. They start with the Code of Honor handshake, and I just thought,
1: Ooh,
0: <laughs> if things would have been differently, it would have been different. These two would have had a Ring of Honor match in 2005.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I can see Owen, yeah, doing well in Ring of Honor. <laughs> Bulldog in Ring of Honor. If things were different, very if- <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> Onion, oh, onion rings, what? Onion, <laughs> onion ring of honour? <laughs> ring of king, ring king. Ring, of king. ring, ring of king. I'm the king of India. Oh, I'm, king the, of... I'm the Viceroy to do tell it. The <laughs> thing is, if Bulldog was in ring of honour, he'd just be walking around going, hey, lads, could I don't know whether you noticed, but you spelled honour wrong. Could be a <laughs> you in that. <laughs> honour. Ho, 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 no. what's, what's the ring of honour? Oh... Is it like is it like a hobbit thing? Yeah. Take the ring of honor to the <laughs> mountain where the fire is and the dragon. I'm frightened of him. Don't like him. I'll stay like... home. Stay he... home and play the Gollum game. <laughs>
0: Talking of games, that picture you sent me during my little sabbatical of Davy Boy playing Doom.
1: As (laughs) as, as Diana looked
0: on with love in her
1: eyes. Oh, I've never been so jealous of a man. Oh, we we haven't truly... Have we mentioned the fact that somebody sent us... I apologise. We had a fabulous, a fabulous photo sent to the Cultaholic Classic uh, email. uh, And it was featuring our very good friend, uh, the British Bulldog. From, it was from Alex, Mc, Alex Mc, uh, McLeod. Alex McLeod? Alex McLeod? McLeod. Um, yeah. Wrong. Alex Tamares. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex Alex. Um, Alex McLeod. I'll give you a shout actually, Alex McLeod. Uh, thank you very much um, for your message, uh, which features uh, a, 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 a van driving past your work called Scrap King. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's that's Tom. That's not Davy. Tom that, loves a scrap that, <laughs> that is that is a Davy that is a Davy scrap iron. <laughs> Tom Tom, can you chuck this foot fir- out for me? You gotta book it in, David <laughs> like, Can I not just take it? You live in this house. Now I gotta book it. <laughs> uh but thanks to Alex to, to Alex Tamames uh for sharing the photo of British Bulldog sat at his uh, computer desk with Diana Hartsmith. to the caption from the British Bulldogs official Twitter, which is run by Bulldogs daughter. Here's a shot of my mum and dad back in 1994 in their Lando Lakes, Florida home office. I remember seeing my dad play the game Doom on many occasions. <laughs> this was a photo shoot for WW Magazine, another 90s classic picture at its finest. And I, <laughs> Bull- Bulldog playing Doom. On a lovely Wednesday night, with a mug of bovril on the go, (laughs) it's just that's that. I think I think we peaked as a society. It's amazing. You can imagine
0: Tom coming in, like out of his bin, just going, "What do you mean they found the hell mouth on Mars, David?"
1: It's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? he? <laughs> he's he, is. he flipping his. <laughs> David, you got past the spider mastermind. Yes. Like, no. I don't know. I'm too scared to get it off easy mode. <laughs> Calls me a wimp. <laughs> too scared. It's a scary game. Diana, imagine, it's getting loud again. The Doom guy on the bottom when he's taking damage and
0: changing his face. Like imagine bull bully <laughs> looking at it <her> again
1: <laughs> Oh, that doesn't look fun. <laughs> I don't like it when that ghost hits me because it makes my man sad. <laughs> Diana, could you switch on the sad man game for me, please? Yeah. Diana, I'm trying to load sad man game and it's not turning on. That's the toaster, of Davey. Uh, no. <laughs> Bugger, no wonder I've had <laughs> so much bread. <laughs> Thank you for sending that any bulldog stuff we would love to <laughs> fucking see. Classic at
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: we get a recap of Farouk Assad attacking Ahmed Johnson. Uh, we then get footage of Johnson's surgery, which Jerry Lawler calls a brain insertion, and words from Ahmed Johnson post-surgery. Uh, I, they were definitely words. Uh, he hopes his fans understand why he had to vacate the title and holds no grudge over Gorilla Monsoon for stripping him of the title. Well, good because you, you, your kidneys exploded. You can't wrestle with exploding mm. kidneys. Did you hear the um, the live mic cut back in at this point? I didn't know.
0: Just over the end of it, the live mic for a second, and you just hear Jerry the King, Jerry Lawless say to Sonny, "Oh, you got some coke on your face." <gasps> Cola, she just swilled Davey, oh. hadn't she? I, I, don't, I don't think it was Colombian marching powder
1: wow. on, on Monday Night Raw. But, uh, I I yeah. think. <laughs> would think otherwise? Mm-hmm. Uh, into the ring we go. Vader is facing Freddie Joe Floyd. Uh, out comes Mark Henry, first of all, though, to stars and stripes forever. He's signing autographs for the fans like a lovely lad. The music doesn't suit him, though, does it? it really doesn't I was I was half expecting Lex Luger to come out in a bus Save. I was like oh it's Lex he's yeah. back <laughs> whose side is he on?" <laughs> Vader makes his entrance for his match with Freddie Joe Floyd and gets in the face of Mark Henry flex it doing doing the flex that Vader loves to do where he goes look at my muscles and like I love like the 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 gun show when there's no guns yeah. available <laughs> they're the best but I always remember Vader doing that with his muscles, and I always remember Jesse Ventura on commentary going, "Not a lot of definition, but plenty of mass." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good recovery line, that is. But uh, I went on a flight
0: of fancy here, and I thought, "Oh, imagine Prime Vader versus Hall of Pain Mark Henry. That would have been great.
1: They'd killed each other, wouldn't they? Jeez. Yeah. messy business." Um, Mark Henry, as Vader is flexing in his face, just smiles sweetly. And then Vader just walked straight into a clothesline by Freddie Joe Floyd. Uh, however, you
0: reminded me. Sorry,
1: sorry. sorry. <laughs> I
0: had a, I had a dream last night that I was late for Mark Henry's wedding. No, and that's <laughs> someone's gonna get their ass kicked. And I, I went all like like nineties uncle. I went up to him oh you're a big bastard aren't you Mark? <laughs>
1: Was this like when you say late for his wedding, like what point did you arrive? Was it during the vows? Was it? I was there
0: beforehand in the wedding, but I was wearing a mismatched suit. And I was like, oh, I need to I need to do something about this. Sean. let's go home. And then we're just in our house because it's a dream and nothing's hmm. real. And she was farting around with a candle. And I was like, "Sean, we've missed the wedding by three hours, you bastard. And- <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what happened. Um. So I remember I remember feeling concerned that they must have paid
1: for our food but we weren't there to eat it but yeah and then I woke up so it's I I love I love when a dream is it, it's so bollocks but in that space and time you're like oh man Mark Henry's gonna be furious yeah we don't get to his wedding <laughs> and it's you 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 won't be convinced otherwise this is clearly what's happening I've had it sometimes I think we spoke about this on the podcast before uh, when you try and convince yourself, actually, no, it's fine. This is it. I'm sure this is a dream. And you'll tell people in the dream, this is a dream. And they'll go, the fuck are you talking about? Well, later mm. Mark Henry's wedding. No, like, <laughs> oh, this is definitely a dream. Like, for God's sake. Tom, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, go, oh, all right, I'll give it a go. Bastard. I knew it. I knew it was a dream. Ah, we got you again. Uh, we got you again. Uh, anyway, Freddie Joe Floyd gives it gives it socks against Mark Henry. A couple of clotheslines, but nothing. And Vader just fucking clatters him eventually. Jim Cornette's on commentary, promising to guide Yokozuna into beating Shawn Michaels tonight. Uh, Vader drops bombs on Floyd for slamming him to the canvas and landing a Vader bomb. Uh, as the TV once again starts staticking out the spirit film. Uh, Vader gives Floyd one more Vader bomb for good measure. Sorry, Tracy Smothers. And then the lights start flickering in the arena once more. So mm. this is merely a backdrop for some exposition. I think it re-establishes Vader as a monster after losing at SummerSlam. And uh, and Freddie Joe Floyd's a good foil for that, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's dominant when Vader does job. Again, got some more of the Jim Cornette being fuming. And- angle over more of the Taker versus Mankind stuff. So,
1: yeah, fine. Uh, we continue the Taker and Mankind stuff next, because Jim Ross is in the ring to interview Paul Bearer and his new charge, Mankind. Uh, <laughs> did you hear the line from Kevin Kelly here as well? No. Subtle, inadvertent seeds
0: planted. He goes, ah, oh, Mankind will always speak to Jim Ross.
1: Oh, Because there is a... The, I think it's next year we get the sit-down interviews with with mankind that really changed (laughs) the perspective of the character yeah yeah (laughs) nicely it's nicely caught. uh Mm. you can check out an official mankind interview maybe with jim ross in the wwf magazine available on newsstands tomorrow should you feel so inclined uh jim ross asks paul bearer why he turned his back on the undertaker clattering him with an urn Paul's answer is, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of carrying Undertaker for the last six years all around the world, leading him to the WWF and everything else. I'm tired of being abused. I'm tired. He's tired, apparently. Quite tired, yeah. Uh, Paul is cut off as the lights begin to flicker once more. Uh, The spirit of The Undertaker is here tonight, JR exclaims as the lights flicker. And he reminds us that Mankind will face Shawn Michaels at the next pay-per-view in your house. Mankind says his body is still wreck- racked in pain from last night, and he loves it. He says since his birth, the WWF, uh, winning, being in the WWF has never been a priority, and winning has been less of a priority. It was simply a way to create more misery for his opponents. He says beating Shawn Michaels gives him chance to make Shawn the least sexy boy and destroy the lives of all the click all the while the lights are flickering as jr tells paul bearer and mankind the presence of the undertaker uh, is here which paul bearer aggressively denies he's gone for eternity ah, ah, paul is interrupted by the bongs of the undertaker <laughs> the lights go out and mankind starts squealing like a pig <laughs> We see Druids carrying the Undertaker's body down the ramp and they lay him at the foot of the ring. Bearer says this is just the decaying corpse of the Undertaker who will never rest in peace. The worms and the maggots probably eating their flesh and spitting it out as we speak. Bearer tells us all to bow our heads and the corpse suddenly sits up.
0: (laughs) The Undertaker
1: is alive! He stands upright and raises his arms and flames burst from the turnbuckles. Now, he actually did this once and <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah, he did. They missed the cue and he stood there just going, <laughs> absolute bastards. I mean, he played it off really well, because he just did it and <laughs> the then just to wave. <laughs> he then just said, he he then went, oh no, I was just on a jog and then let the bus go past. <laughs> oh I wasn't waving at you as someone behind you yeah <laughs> if you've ever uh, waved at someone you thought was a friend and then realized it wasn't them you'll know the the second cringe that the Undertaker is feeling as he raises his arms and then nothing happens and then he puts <laughs> them down raises them again and then the turnbuckles explode in fire yeah yeah <laughs> I'm glad you called it as a blunder as well I don't know whether it was for effect but it certainly felt like they'd missed their cue. Yeah, definitely. It's good. Taker stands tall in the ring, bathed in a blue spotlight, and the crowd go crazy. Uh, we And and we don't get a showdown yet between Undertaker, Mankind, and Paul Bearer, but, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's and coming. Undertaker yeah. look great here.
0: Yeah, I, I thought this... Usually I've taken issues with some of the especially some of the recent Jim Cornette stuff going a bit long. And this was long, but it all served a purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes us back. We've got Paul Bearer's motivation, Mick Foley. I keep calling him Mick instead of mankind because it's uh, (laughs) quicker to take. But he just, uh, you know, putting over his motivations. I don't usually like it when a wrestler says, oh, I'm I'm not interested in championships. But him saying that, it's a means to an end. He's like, oh, I don't want the championship to say I'm champion. I want it so people can't have it. I quite like that. So I thought this was, yeah, it was, apart from take a look at a bit of, not even like a twat, but just that inadvertent
1: um, fumble. I thought it was great, really polished and to the point. Handled it well. Uh, From here we go to the side of a lake where a bonfire is burning. And you can see the reflection of the fire in the water. A voice talks saying, don't ever believe your eyes, because what you see may not exactly be what you think you see. And then the Loch Ness monster comes out of the water. <laughs> no, 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 this you'll the... never find a Nessie in a zoo, Tom. Don't <laughs> you can't make a whole housewife and you'll never find a Nessie in the zoo. <laughs> uh, the stalker is on his way to the WWF to pursue the most evasive game known. The superstars of the World Wrestling Federation. The pursuit will not be trivial. It'll be deadly. The stalker is coming soon. Ooh. Kevin Kelly says Barry Windham's coming soon. <laughs> he says the stalker Barry Windham is coming soon. So this is the new gimmick of Barry Windham.
0: Yeah, I've never actually seen any stalker stuff because it came. I, I possibly using my clairvoyant powers here. I don't think it really does much or lasts that long, but it's one of those that obviously coming back into it and having to do research for different projects and stuff that I've looked more at it and I'm just like oh it's Barry Wyndham Pastor's prime
1: clearly not motivated why didn't they just call him Barry Wyndham rather than Peyton Green <laughs> like it's it is an interesting decision to mm. go down this route to make him a whole different persona uh, we haven't seen him in wrestling in, in general for about two years the last time we saw him uh, he was in Colonel Robert Parker's stable stud. In WCW. Okay. But back, I, think, I think, you know, during the end. Yeah, but uh, he was uh, a, not long been since been an NWA world champion. But yeah, yeah, and then he just disappeared for two years. Um, and this marks his first appearance uh, in the WWF. Um, I think he I think he was he was part of the WWF. Yeah, he was. He was uh... in the very early days. Yeah, US, of course, he US was. Express, wasn't he? He was yeah. the course. They were meant to get the real American theme, weren't they? Him and yeah. Mike Rotunda. Yeah, uh, But an, an interesting decision to make a change in this way um which originally was going to be called the native stalker and then they just shortened it to the stalker yeah i guess it's weird though because this doesn't even feel like a new gen gimmick this feels like something from
0: 1992 Mm. like you can imagine him and skinner being a tag team it's yeah it seemed a bit
1: out of nowhere It's a strange one. Uh, We will very much keep an eye on this one, and we'll have more details as the weeks go on on the return of Barry Windham to the World Wrestling Federation. Mm. Uh, We come to uh, our semi-main event, the Final Four Battle Royal. These four will compete for a shot at the WWF title. It'll be on on, uh, a special edition of Monday Night Raw in the weeks to come. Uh, Savio Vega versus Steve Austin versus Goldust. Versus Psycho Sid, how awesome, Mister Orlando, to see Steve Austin in the mix for the world title so very early on. Oh yeah, fantastic! And he uh, he actually had a pick and pick promo, didn't he, on his way to the ring? He did. Picture in picture, he was saying, "I don't think it's." He calls the match sudden death. He says, "I don't think death should be sudden, but tonight it will be, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so." All the other stuff was trash that he said, but the 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 line at the end. Sid is outlast, and he immediately is bullied by everyone and immediately thrown out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It made sense. At first, I was like, what are they doing? But I was like, actually, if you want to kind of protect Sid,
1: and this inadvertently puts him over huge. Mm -hmm. In response, uh, Sid gets back in the ring and chokeslams the shit out of everybody. When the dust settles, Austin and Goldust briefly work over Savio Vega before Austin attacks Goldust. Pretty basic battle royal here with Savio fighting against two baddies. Vega hurls Austin out. Austin skins the cat. Tim White thought otherwise though, because at one point, as Austin is skinning the cat, Tim White tries to grab him to say, "No, you've been eliminated. Come on, come on now!" And Austin shakes him off and gets back into the ring. What the hell? But he gets back in the ring only to get catapulted out. So I think maybe Tim White thought that maybe he thought that was the finish. Yeah, maybe. It's a bit of a miscommunication then. Uh, austin gets back into the ring and gives vader a battery for good measure (laughs) (laughs) so we're down to savio vega and goldust in the final four and goldust works over savio uh, but savio counters a curtain call pushes back with a spinning wheel kick and it looks like vader so vega is going to throw goldust out but he reverses the polarity and goldust sends vega crashing to the outside goldust wins He's got a WWF title shot on September the 9th, a Friday night episode of Raw called WWF Championship Friday on the USA Network. Uh, Golda celebrates by burying his head in Marlena's (laughs) bosoms. It's a hard life, isn't it? Tough life. What do you reckon to this battle royale with cheese?
0: I really like this. Um, I I like the idea of being like, right, we've got a battle royal, but let's cut out all the faff and just have the last 10 minutes drama. like I said before, kids, uh, kid Sid uh, looked strong. Not the kid; the kid's buggered off. But Sid's growing a strong. beard somewhere, waiting to turn up in Atlanta. She's like, "Come on!" <laughs> uh, Sid was strong. The fans looked, uh, loved him. Austin looked great. Savio Vega got a bit of a rub because we were just like, "Oh, this kind of builds him up again in the minds of the fans." Uh, Goldust the deserved winner, um, but I like this as a concept.
1: I'd like to see it again. Whether we do, probably not. I liked. Uh, I thought maybe Savio Vega might have won it, and they might have done a, a baby face, baby face thing. But Goldust and Shawn Michaels have had title matches on the road. There's been mm. numerous ladder matches for the WWF title featuring those two at house shows. Yeah. So I guess they're giving, and also with with Goldust facing the Undertaker at uh, in your house, uh, manned games. Yeah. Uh, it will be uh, an interesting. It'll be giving him a bit more real, a, li- a little bit more. Main event rub before he faces The Undertaker again. Yeah, definitely, because he, he's a credible
0: contender at this point, I'd say Goldust. You wouldn't you wouldn't have him as your main event heel going forward, but if you need to put him in there for an in-your-house or a special role or whatever,
1: makes sense. He's a good guy to do it. Mm. Uh, after another plug for SummerSlam replay, Jim Cornette tells Shawn Michaels that his goose is cooked and Yoko Asuna is back in the fold. It does look like they're just going to retcon on. The Yokozuna face turn uh, and they're doing it right now because our main event is a non-title match with Yokozuna facing the WWF champion Shawn Michaels. We get a recap of last night's free for all from SummerSlam where Yokozuna was pinned by Steve Austin after the ropes gave way. I thought this made Yoko look like a bloody klutz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like one of three stooges.
1: <laughs> so maybe this is a chance to reinvigorate him. Uh, kid in the crowd holds up a sign saying Shawn sold out. Hmm. So did he? No, I, didn't, I didn't notice that I, think I don't about, think he has that. I don't remember him selling out at all no. uh, Sean gets overpowered by Yokozuna but who couldn't get weighed beforehand because there were no scales big enough apparently he looked massive as well he's probably the biggest we've seen him again yeah. like every time I see him I feel like he gets bigger yeah he's like he's like mr Creasote in slow motion oh, uh, God. sean starts landing punches <laughs> eventually yoko does his classic baby fall down bump which always is fun uh back from the break jim cornett materializes he's cracking jose lotharia with a tennis racket gives him a right pasting yeah like batters jose i don't recall jose getting manhandled like this before no not until later in the year yeah uh, Sean sees this and runs off Jim Cornette, giving Yoko an opportunity to land a belly-to-belly suplex. Mm-hmm. I wonder whether this is a little impetus for what we do see at the end of Shawn Michaels' title reign, where the putting Jose Lothario in jeopardy is actually Shawn Michaels' real kryptonite. Yeah. He's very protective of Jose. There's a little tease of that, because it's kind of how he ends up losing the belt in the end, isn't it? He's like, hey, you bastard, don't hurt my little tough old man. <laughs> yeah, don't you, don't, you, don't you hurt my old man who constantly is looking for a fight. <laughs> he's like, he's like uh, Popeye's granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you on it? Uh, <laughs> Sean thankfully misses a big splash. He lands a forearm and a top rope splash of his own. Mm. He goes for sweet cheer music, but Yoko grabs the foot and gives him a huge Samoan drop. Yoko then misses a leg drop thankfully and Sean finally lands sweet chim music flush for the win. Fireworks go off as Raw concludes with Shawn Michael standing tall over Yoko Zuna who is apparently now a heel again. It's yeah Just it's like that.
0: A little a little spoiler I checked Cage Match this is Yoko's last Raw appearance. Wow, um, really? Well, his, last, his last match, anyway. Uh, yeah, he's only got a couple more. Um, so if he is on his way out the door in the not-too-distant future, it's surprising that they let him look this good. He got a lot in against Sean. Um, but I thought this was a short but good match. Uh, Yoko still's got a slither of credibility as a former champ,
1: even though he's done nothing for the last year, and HPK looked really motivated. He really did. But, yeah big I enjoyed it I enjoyed it I thought as you say strange to have if this is his last time here him look so dominant but then mm-hmm. I guess Sean is the winner if he, and it's one of the things where like you can punish someone on the way out by making them look silly and they lose dead quick but I think it kind of makes Sean look better if he's beating a somebody who really yeah. gives him a run
0: as like, opposed to yeah the Brett Hart booking when he first had the title and it was like oh he'll beat Skinner this week and next week he might beat Doink! Even mm. though Doink was good, he, in the eyes of the fans, he wasn't credible, was he? So,
1: And the idea that Sean fought Vader the night before, and now he's fighting Yokozuna the night after, yeah. like he's taking on all sizes and the big boys aren't slowing him down at all. So I think it yeah. makes him more credible if, if Yoko puts up a fight and then Sean beats him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, it made, it, it made sense, even though, like we were saying at the beginning, it was like,
0: what, so Vader's back with Cornette all of a sudden and he's challenging for the title. But no, good match. Incredible main event. Nice way to cap off Raw. What are your thoughts for this week's
1: Raw? Oh, uh,
0: really good episode. It breezed by. Uh, the lack of Vince McMahon on commentary helped as I wasn't distracted <laughs> by him chatting <laughs> shit. Um, forward momentum, no wasted energy, uh, subtle continuation of some feuds, the start of others. There was a bit that I really liked as well. You were saying that no Bret Hart yet, but during the final four Battle Royal, Jim Ross did mention. He was like, oh, Steve Austin here, he's He's been asking for Bret
1: Hart. And I'm like, oh, just a couple more months. Just a couple more months. Mm, What about yourself? I enjoyed it. Like you say, it just, it moved along at a nice pace. I think we kept that momentum from SummerSlam and we immediately moved into some other programs for other people. We're getting Sean and Mankind, which we'll start building to again from next week. And there's a reason for that is obviously part of, because of mankind attacking Michael. So there's a reason for that to be happening. Uh, It's just it it feels different knowing that this was Yoko's last raw appearance. Like this feels very much like they put the focus on him for one last time here. Interesting. Enjoy Bulldog getting baby face reactions. (laughs) That was good. We'll never tire of that. (laughs) We'll never tire of a bit of that action. And Vader got his heat back beating Freddie Joe Floyd. So there's lots to love about this episode of Raw. Will we continue now towards one of the best in your house pay-per-views ever, Oof. I think. Oh. At least for one match. At least one match by by <laughs> in in your house, but as we'll call it, man games. Man games.
0: A and couple of weeks' uh, time. Something monumental happens during a undercard match as well that I'm looking forward to. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's me being a, a clairvoyant again. I'm sorry, I'm I'm cursed with these powers. Speaking of monumental, Claire, right? Um yeah. Something monumental dropped on the Coltite YouTube channel. We haven't talked about it. Um, it finally happened. Uh, every WWE manager ranked from worst to best. Yes. It finally happened. Do you know what? The I texted you about this. The deep joy that I had when that video dropped and people went, it's Jackie Orlando, you've done it. <laughs> and the amount of people that just sent you sausage.
0: <laughs> I did Happy realize party. it was too late to do it because i was still doing a couple of tweaks to it just before it went live. There was just a couple of bits. bits. Um, that was, you know, easy re-records for Pachitti, but it's just like, can we tweak this and this and this? And I've realized that there was one person that I missed out. And it was uh, when AJ Styles had Joseph Park the other year as his kind of advisor. Do you remember that? Ooh. For about 20 seconds, he had a bit as his, like, statistician.
1: Oh my God, he did. Yeah.
0: But apart from that, if I forgot it, anyone else would have forgot it. So <laughs> but, um, I hope someone got sacked for that blunder. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nice. I don't have the Twitter app on my phone; I just have it on the on desktop mode because otherwise, if the notifications not that I get loads of notifications a day, but if I get a notification, I have to pick up my phone and read it, kind of thing. Mm. But it was nice just people saying they finally did it, and I was like, oh god, bloody hell! But um, yeah, it looked it looked really good. Obviously the the real stars of any of our videos, I think are the video editors because the amount of cobbling together of bits and bobs they have to do. Cause with some things I'll leave little notes saying this is from raw from 1997 in March or look for this or look for that. But obviously a lot of the time I'm just trying to get it out that they've I've just got to say, this person appeared. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> so just
1: gonna... so. yeah it's well, it's a, it's a combined effort. It's you lovingly writing it and and cultivating it. It's the editing team bringing it together. It's Pachiti voicing it. It's a it's a team effort, and uh, people seem to have liked it. So that's all that matters. Yeah, and weren't too cross with the end decision. I think it was the right call. I, I think
0: yeah. When I mentioned it, when I was in the middle of writing it, I said to Pachiti. Can you guess the top five? And he called the top five perfectly. So, and the toss up for one and two, like much of a muchness. But I'm no, I'm never gonna say that number one was any gonna be anyone else than who it was. Me mm. saying this like it's spoilers. It, it, it's well, gonna, nah.
1: it's gonna. They it's, can find out for themselves if they've not watched it. It's a hook and a tease to go and watch the video.
0: Yeah. Anyone yeah, no, when no, they
1: no. when they say the top hundred managers in WWE,
0: it's going to be one of two people. Yeah. So if,
1: you know. But, yeah, you know, it was... you know. It is it yeah. is of course Muffy from uh, Smackdown that time. Bloody Muffy, yeah. Dave Muffy. Well, have you working on anything exciting at the moment, Tom? Uh coming up, well there's a couple of videos that that may or may not have gone out by now. Um Look out for a video on the on what is wildly considered the greatest Smackdown ending ever. Mm. I'll throw that out there.
0: Oh, um, is that the one that gets um it got a bit of the meme treatment because it's just absolutely mental. It's
1: just everybody spamming finishers and running yeah, in. I yeah. know the one you're in. Yeah, it's amazing that. <laughs> I did a deep dive into the best SmackDown ending ever, the stories around it. Uh, and, and a lot of the, uh, the reason I wanted to do it is it's a great ending. It's good to dig into it. But also, the amount of people that will say that and go, oh, the best days of wrestling, they were this when wrestling was good. I'm like, well, no, actually, business was really shit when this happened. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it. you know, nostalgia ain't what it used to be. As they yeah. say, um, so I, we take a deep dive into some of the real stories behind the, the characters and the story, and what led us there, what could have been. Uh, so I was quite proud of how deep that went. Uh, look out for a video on how WWE got the F out. Oh, thought it's time to you know we're coming up to. I believe from next year, it will have been the W. It will have been WWE longer than it's been WWF. Oh wow! Is that horrible? horrible? Is that yeah, horrible? horrible? Yeah. <laughs> we're officially approaching that point where it's been the E longer than the F so now's a good time to to go into detail about uh the not just the lawsuit that ended everything for the for the World Wrestling Federation but I'll give you a little sneak preview there was even an agreement written between the two sides in 1980 before the much known agreement in 1994 there was an agreement in 1980 and it was to do with a particular font <laughs> okay <laughs> this is great it's I just I found out some great bollocks about the whole thing yeah. uh, and uh, you'll see it on the YouTube channel sooner or rather than later if it's not there already it's mm. not really. and of course uh, you can check out the latest wrestling news throughout the day at cultaholic.com and until we are next back together via the old tin cannon he is at the Brad Atkins on Twitter I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter together don't forget to join us Diana a uh, sad game it stopped working again Diana! Diana, stop working! Oh it's- oh it's oh, oh sorry, it's, it's the post box, sorry. Love you bye! <laughs> Tom in the corner going, it's not
0: as good as cup and ball though, is it, David? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up, Tom!
0: Fuck off, David. <laughs>